Hello, my high school students. Thank you for joining me today for another health and family life education lesson. I am Wendy Mullings, health and family life education officer from Region Seven, located in the parish of Clarendon. Today, we have a special lesson to commemorate and highlight a significant day. Let me give you a hint. It involves a big red ribbon. Shh! Don't tell me the answer as yet. Before you tell me the name of this significant day, let us listen to Rihanna Cohen, second form student from Glenmore High, sing the song "Heal the World." There's a fix in your heart, and I know that it is love. And this place could be much brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try, you find there's no need to cry. In this place, you feel there's no hurt or sorrow. There are ways to get there if you care enough for the living. Make a little space. Make a better place. Heal the world. Make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying. If you care enough for the living, make a better place for you and for me. If you want to know why, there's a love that cannot lie. Love is strong; it only cares for joyful giving. If we try, we shall see. In this place, we cannot feel fear of dread. Stop existing and start living. Then it feels that always love enough for us growing. To make a better world, make a better world, heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying if you care enough for the living. Make a better place for you and for me. Rihanna, you have such a beautiful voice. Thank you for reminding us that by our actions, we are able to heal the world and make it a better place. Such an inspiring and timely song, especially as we go through this COVID nineteen pandemic. Speaking of pandemic. I know most of you. When I hinted red ribbon, you were able to align it with World AIDS Day, which is commemorated annually on December one. So yes, it is that time of year again. The theme for this year's World AIDS Day is also the topic of our lesson: global solidarity, shared responsibility. Why was the theme? Global solidarity, shared responsibility, selected for this World AIDS Day. 
I am hoping at the end of this lesson, you will be able to answer this question. The value for today's lesson is shared responsibility, taken from our theme, and the life skill is advocacy. At the end of the lesson, students, you should be able to, one, explain your understanding of global solidarity, Two, evaluate at least three effects of stigma and discrimination affecting persons with HIV and other global health issues. Three, justify the importance of shared responsibility to address global health issues. And four, demonstrate the ability to use advocacy skill to encourage shared responsibility supportive actions for persons living with HIV. To help us to understand the reason for selecting the theme, Global Solidarity Shared Responsibility, we have with us a special guest from National Family Planning Board, Miss Shushan Stewart. Miss Stewart is the Behavior Change Communication Coordinator at National Family Planning Board, and she's here to give us an insight on World AIDS Day and the theme selected. Hi, Shushan. Thank you for joining me today in our HFLE lesson for secondary students. Hi, Wendy. You're most welcome. In fact, NFPB welcomes this opportunity to share with your adolescent audience important information on sexual reproductive health. Thanks for coming. I want you to give me a background of World AIDS Day by simply telling me what is World AIDS Day. So World AIDS Day is a day of observance and it also allows the country to highlight um, our progress to other countries across the world, you know, our efforts as it relates to addressing HIV and AIDS. Additionally, on this day, we are able to stand with our brothers and sisters, you know, those persons who are either affected or infected with the virus. Additionally to that, on this day, December 1, we are able to use it as a day of remembrance for everybody who would have passed on due to HIV AIDS. So on December 1, we will commemorate World AIDS Day under the theme, Global Solidarity, Shared Responsibility. Sushan, can you explain to our students the purpose for selecting this theme? So locally, we are following the lead from the Joint UN Nation, which is the Joint United Nations Program on HIV AIDS, and utilizing their theme that they would have selected as it is very much applicable to the situation and the space and time, in this space and time for our country. Right, so UNAIDS explains that the COVID pandemic has essentially highlighted you know, and brought to the forefront for us many of the challenges that we are seeing in the health system 
being played out with other critical issues and these are these issues i mean include stuff like human rights so for the human rights and the ability to access healthcare throughout the covid pandemic especially for us we would have seen many instances in the news where persons who you know want to access the healthcare system but are either turned away and this goes similarly for persons who are infected with hiv so in addition to the healthcare system and as it relates to human rights we are also looking at challenges such as social protection so after trying to access the healthcare system and you're unable to you know to successfully access the system you would require some sort of redress system you know how do you go about making or lodging your complaints or you know trying to get some some headway after not getting proper treatment so we're looking at social protection as i mentioned human rights and then we're also looking at the growth the economic growth situation i'm sorry about that so as it relates to economic growth we right there and then we realized as the pandemic hit we had a number of persons and i mean a number of your parents probably would have been laid off or you know working on shifts or working from home so we had a a great depth of jobs being lost and this would have affected our economic growth for the country um other issues would have also included inequality and when we're looking at inequality so this really speaks to issues of um, stigma and discrimination and gender-based violence so for stigma and discrimination really what that speaks about is persons who are either positive with covid19 or hiv positive i mean persons would have been treating them some sort of way you know that so how do i best to explain this so without saying the word stigmatized so persons would have been positioning them away or treating them you know ill because they might feel as if that they are positive or even if they are positive and persons who are more likely to face this sort of inequality are those persons who are deemed are most vulnerable so these persons would essentially suffer the most from this harsh treatment so you are saying the issues experienced in COVID-19 pandemic are the same for HIV epidemic. Shushan, can you continue to tell us how stigma and discrimination have negatively impacted both COVID-19 and HIV? Right, Wendy, that's, that's right. So the COVID pandemic and the HIV epidemic does mirror um each other with some of the issues so we're looking on somebody who has a compromised immune system so anyone with a compromised immune system will have an adverse effect whether or not they are hiv positive or covid19 positive we can look on um adherence and when we speak to adherence we're looking on persons adhering to taking medication in as it relates to being hiv positive and persons adhering to their quarantine or their isolation regime you know staying away from persons after they have gone through their 14 days if they feel like they are infected or tested positive so we're looking on how this can affect the individual and their family mentally so once somebody is infected with a disease, a disease or a virus mentally it would you know have some sort of effect on the person especially when they have to isolate themselves you know they're they're not able to go about their regular routines and this will affect the individual and then 
also affect the family members, you know, being away when they're not used to being away from, you know, their loved one. Also, if somebody now has to take medication daily and possibly the medication have side effects. And then remember, we spoke about the immune system being compromised. So if this person had a compromised immune system, then the effects on the body would be more would be basically dire than it would have been if the person's immune system was not compromised so having to go through that mentally it would take some it would you know the person would need some sort of psychological support for themselves as an individual and their family would also have to go through some sort of psychological support you know to help them to go through the process and to be strong throughout the process um also, when we're looking at how both the HIV epidemic and the COVID-19 pandemic mirrors each other, we can look on prevention. So for both the pandemic and the epidemic, we would have to go through preventative methods. So we'd go out into the community and we would try to break down the myths, right? So we'd obviously inform persons about the do's and the don'ts, how the virus is passed on, you know, spreading the facts so that persons are not stigmatized or discriminated against. So we obviously go through that process. Um, the effect that the virus has on the country as it relates to purchasing medication and, you know, the hospital, the load that the hospital has to go through, um, the number of patients being ill, number of patients being admitted, and in, and in, in some cases also for both the HIV epidemic and the COVID-19 pandemic, we will see the number of deaths once um, persons are not adhering to their medication or not sticking to the isolation or quarantine period, or if it is that they, they, their immune system was severely compromised and is unable to is unable to carry them back to a state of, of good health. So it would result in death for both cases. So as it relates to stigma and discrimination, I mean, for COVID-19 and the HIV virus, persons are basically shunned. Once it is known that the person is HIV positive or COVID-19 positive, persons um, run the risk of being shunned from their communities or their workplaces because persons do not want to become infected. Um, it's a little different though for HIV because for COVID-19, we have to maintain the six feet physical distance spacing, you know, try to reduce contact, wash our hands, wear our mask. But for for HIV, this is a sexual um, infection. So as it relates to being shunned and, you know, experiencing stigma and discrimination, that would be more evident when persons are unaware of how HIV is passed on. But we still have a number of myths, you know, going around and how it is passed on. So persons, once it is known, persons will, will definitely experience some sort of stigma and discrimination. And having known that, this really feeds into the other point. And my other point on this would be the fear of basically wanting to know their status because if it is that they are now aware of their status, they will, they're basically afraid, you know, what other persons would want to think, how their family would react, how their friends would react, you know, what would happen to them at work. So they do not self-identify. They don't come out and get the COVID-19 test. And this, this puts everybody at a greater risk, right? So they don't come out and get the COVID-19 test. They don't, you know, access the healthcare system or outreach centers and, and you know, 
be tested for HIV. So having not known puts both that individual and persons, you know, in the wider community at risk because, you know, they may be able, if they're having unprotected sex, then the virus will be passed on. If it is that they're not wearing a mask, if they're not uh, maintaining their six feet distance, especially when they're amongst their families, they will pass on the virus. So that in itself is, is an issue that we're facing. And maybe the fear of being discriminated against does not, is what holds the person back from being tested, you know, for either COVID-19 or the HIV virus. Also, with this fear, in, in some really adverse cases, we might see a person being violent against another person once once the positive results is is um, accessed. So once the person realizes that they are positive, they are afraid of of you know being discriminated violently. So whether it's being put out of their community or being just physically abused by community members or their partner or friends because we do have instances of this with those examples i can definitely see the urgent need to eliminate stigma and discrimination how has gender inequality and or gender normative struggles impacted the hiv epidemic in jamaica Right. So what best um, explains this as it relates to gender inequality and how it has impacted the HIV epidemic in Jamaica, we can look on relationships in general. And when we are looking at relationships, we can look at the power struggle and the power dynamics within any heterosexual relationship. So when we and the age difference within this relationship also helps to propel the epidemic. So when we are looking at having a young female being in a relationship with an older male, the, this young female may want to use a condom, right, within the relationship to protect herself from getting pregnant or contracting an STI, including HIV. She is unable to negotiate with her older partner, the male, to say, hey, let's use a condom for these number of reasons. The male would definitely know more than likely say to her, why is that you want to use a condom? Is it that you have another partner with me? Do you think that I'm cheating on you? And, you know, this level of conversation would basically build up some amount of fear in the female and it goes for both ways if we're having a younger male and an older female or a younger female and an older male the power dynamics within the relationship for the young underside of the younger person basically is what you know allows the person to be at a greater risk because they are not able to negotiate condom use within the relationship so and if it if if it is that the relationship now doesn't have the barrier of age of an age difference and it's a relationship where you know persons are within the same age group what will likely to happen is what we've seen from our recent kpb is that the number one reason for not using a condom in relationship is love and trust because you know, they might start in the relationship and they might start out with a condom and everything is going fine. But then a couple months down the line or probably a couple weeks down the line, you know, both persons decide to stop using a condom. Why? Because, oh, 
I mean, you and them love you, I'ma trust you. So there's no need to use a condom if you understand what I'm saying, right? So now the condom use has stopped, and then the person, either person in the relationship, might want to go back to using a condom, but then fear comes in now. And if the conversation does come up, the other person in the relationship will say, you know, I will likely to say, oh, why is it you want to use a condom? No, is that you're cheating on me? Or do you think I'm cheating on you? So these are some of the issues that, you know, would have impacted our HIV epidemic in the country. And it's basically the absence of condom use. That is really concerning. We also need to do more for our women. Shushan, how can we use the value of shared responsibility to get rid of some of these issues that we have discussed to aid the process of eradicating both HIV epidemic and COVID-19 pandemic? definitely Wendy so you know one of the ways or a number of the ways that we could utilize to get rid of some to get rid of some of these issues that we have discussed earlier in order to try to reduce it is really you know in in our country we have a saying there and my business our people business and my business and a business in a man and woman affair we really need to stop that we really need to you know put aside that cultural belief and you know to to try be more of a religious take on a more religious belief you know where the bible says we are to be our brother's keeper and in being our brother's keeper it basically means where we have to look out for each other we have a responsibility to you know share with our brother to be able to provide some sort of guidance and support to love and to care for our brothers and sisters. So if we are being, you know, more of our brother's keeper, then this would allow us basically to share experiences, right? So if I am going through something right now and you are probably going through the same thing, if we are talking to each other and sharing our experiences, then I wouldn't have to go through it alone. You wouldn't have to go through it alone and probably somebody else wouldn't have to go through it any at all because you would have learned from my experience and you wouldn't be able to make the same mistake, right? Um, additionally, we need to protect each other and those who are most vulnerable around us, right? So we have to follow the protocols that are placed out in front of us, you know, that are set up by the Ministry of Health. These protocols are there for a reason, right? So for HIV, we need to stick to one faithful, uninfected partner, right? We need to make sure that we're using our condom and using our condom correctly and consistently. That is what is important for us, right? If we're not doing that, then we're contributing to, to, the, to the epidemic in itself. We're contributing to the virus. We're contributing to the burden on the healthcare system. We're contributing to, to, to all of these things, essentially. Also, with COVID-19, we have to be responsible for ourselves and our brothers and sisters, for our families, for our friends. We have to maintain our physical distance six feet apart. We have to wear our masks once we are around the persons, once we're going out. We have to wash our hands frequently and, you know, wash our hands properly. By now, everybody should know how to wash their hands properly really because normally you know we just go to the pipe and you know do a quick wash but we have to wash our hands properly because having you know maintaining our social distance and washing our hands and wearing our mask this will definitely 
allow to stem the spread, reduce the spread of the virus so that we can go back to some sort of normal. So we have to get used to it. It's going to take a while, but once we adhere to these steps, then we will be good. I also want to underline the importance of abstinence or staying away from sexual activities for students, especially if you are not at the age of consent. Sushan, I really appreciate you sharing this wealth of information and I am hoping our students will be the stewards and role models to end stigma and discrimination, promote gender equality and advocate for human rights for all. Through these responses, we will be able to reduce the, the disastrous impact of HIV and COVID-19. Please keep safe and well, Lady Stewart. Thank you once again. The issue of stigma and discrimination is a real sore for persons living with, with HIV. And we're also seeing its negative impact in dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. What is HIV stigma? HIV stigma is negative attitudes and beliefs about people with HIV. It is the prejudice that comes with labeling an individual as part of a group that is believed to be socially unacceptable. Here are a few examples. Believing that only certain groups of people can get HIV. Making moral judgments about people who take steps to prevent HIV transmission. And feeling that people deserve to get HIV because of their choices. While stigma refers to an attitude or belief, discrimination is the behavior that results from those attitudes or beliefs. So, HIV discrimination is the act of treating people living with HIV differently than those without HIV. Some of these examples are a healthcare professional refusing to provide care or services to a person living with HIV or refusing casual contact with someone living with HIV, or socially isolating a member of a community because they are HIV positive, or sometimes referring to people as AIDS boy or AIDS gal. Some unfounded beliefs about persons living with HIV that will lead to stigma and discrimination are HIV and AIDS are always associated with death. HIV is associated with behaviors that some people disapprove of, such as homosexuality, drug use, sex work, or infidelity. HIV is only transmitted through sex, which is a taboo subject in some cultures. HIV infection is a result of person irresponsibility or moral faults such as infidelity that deserves to be punished. Inaccurate information about how HIV is transmitted which creates irrational behavior and misperceptions of personal risk. What will happen to persons living with HIV as a result of stigma and discrimination? HIV stigma and discrimination affect the emotional well-being and mental health of people living with HIV. 
People living with HIV often internalize the stigma they experience and begin to develop a negative self-image. They may fear that they will be discriminated against or judged negatively if their HIV status is revealed. HIV internalized stigma can lead to feelings of shame, fear of disclosure, isolation, and despair. These feelings can help keep people from getting tested and treated for HIV. Not getting treated and not getting tested will keep the HIV epidemic alive. The more we get the facts about HIV, the less discriminator we will become and then we are able to treat persons living with HIV as normal human beings. Based on, you, on common human rights, we need to show support for persons living with HIV so they can live as equal members of our community. They are entitled to the same rights at school, work, and being in public or private spaces. Do you remember what was our value for the lesson? Yes, shared responsibility. And as you know, this requires us as individuals, organizations, and groups to collaborate with each other to show support for persons living with HIV. Shared responsibilities asking us to show collaborative support through engaging in similar action and activities that will end stigma and discrimination to ensure human rights for all. Students, I want you to write down this question in your HFLE journal. Are you ready? Please write this question. How can shared responsibility Help me to be more supportive of persons who are affected by illnesses such as HIV and COVID-19. Let me repeat. How can shared responsibility help me to be more supportive of, per of persons who are affected by illnesses such as HIV and COVID-19? As you know, the life skill for this lesson is advocacy. Advocacy is a useful tool to encourage us to have shared responsibility in promoting support for persons living with HIV. Students, please listen keenly to the definition and steps of advocacy skill. Hello everyone, my name is Sheila. Let us talk about the life skill advocacy. You may be wondering, what is advocacy skill? Advocacy skill is the ability to effectively communicate or assert the interests, needs, or rights of yourself or another person. As you know, each life skill has steps. So, what are the steps of advocacy skill? There are six steps. Step one, identify the problem or issue that needs changing. Step two, state 
is what you want to achieve. Step 3. Identify who needs to be influenced to achieve this change. For step 4, you are going to gather accurate information that will appeal to intended audience. Step 5. You are going to suggest various ways to address the problem or situation. Look at that! We are now at our final step. Step 6. Develop key messages or tools to influence intended audience. I am so ready to be an advocate. I am so ready to speak out for the rights of myself and others. Are you ready to develop your advocacy skill? Of course you are. Now that we have heard the definition and steps of advocacy life skill, let us apply it to our lesson. Please listen to this case scenario carefully as I want you to choose a creative expression which can either be a song, a poem, poster, dub poetry, TikTok video, etc., you name it, to show how you would use advocacy skill to promote that we should have shared responsibility in helping a person living with HIV, such as Michael, who is in this case scenario. Please listen. My foster son, Michael, age 13, was born HIV positive. We were living in a small community and he attended the high school nearby. He loved school and he had many friends. Only the principal and his class teacher knew about his illness. Then someone broke the confidentiality and told another parent that he has AIDS. That parent told other parents, which caused hostility and panic. We were forced to move out of our home in our new community. Every day we live in fear that we will still receive the same treatment and be driven out of our home again. Students, I encourage you to put that advocacy skill to work by helping Michael and his parent. Your creative pieces should also be encouraging others to join us in global solidarity and shared responsibility to end the HIV epidemic as well as COVID-19 pandemic. When you have completed your pieces, please share with your family members, your friends, and as well as your HFLE teacher or any other teacher. It was an indeed pleasure doing this lesson with you today. Thank you for joining me. Students, please do remember that you will make better choices when you learn life skills. We are going to end by continuing to listen to Rihanna singing the song, Heal the World. Conceived in will reveal a joyful face, and the world we once believed in will shine again in grace. 
Then why do we keep strangling life? Would you serve crucified so there is pain to see this world is heaven? Be God's goal, we could fly so high. Let our spirits never die in my heart. I feel you are on my brothers. Create a world with no fear. Together we'll cry happy tears. See the nations turn their swords into plowshares. We could really get there if we cared enough for the living. Make a little space to make a brighter place. Leave the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying if you care enough for the living. Make a better place for you and for me. Heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying if you care enough for the living. Make a better place for you and for me. Heal the world. Make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying if you care enough for the living. Make a better place for you and for me. Make a better place for you and